0: Fab Lab Podcast, episode 64. Ready for a change? Welcome to the Fab Lab, the stone industry's only podcast dedicated exclusively to the business side of your stone shop, where we focus on improving operations inside the business so we can experience more life outside of it. So let's get down to business. Welcome back to the Fab Lab Podcast. Friday afternoon again. I'm your host, Aaron Crowley later than last week 317 on friday afternoon recording this week's episode coming to you live from the fab lab podcast with my co-host mr wesley rice good to be back with you wes we pulled it off again but barely <laughs> <laughs> just, just in time just in time well welcome back fellow fabricators ladies and gentlemen audience of the fab lab podcast so glad that you tuned in we got a great great topic today the subject Of change we're dealing with this right now very interesting uh, little observation I got to make this week Wes we had a job out of a material referred to commonly as an ultra compact surface made by a company in Spain don't know if you know who I'm talking about not sure if you know what product I'm referring to but let's just say it was that product and it required some work that we're just really not set up to do so we farmed it out to a fellow fabricator that has some technology of working with that and a better track record than we have And in the course of them cutting this job for us, they adjusted one of the seams by like one and a half inches. We do a little jog joint in all of our, you know, seams. So that's how our DXF files and the CAD and the digital template was made. We sent it to them. Well, they adjusted it to be like a straight butt joint. And so we got the pieces back, threw the templates up on it, and our measure-up technician, a 20-year veteran, and our production manager, a 15-year veteran, this was the observation. They're standing there looking at these countertops. One looks short and the other one looks long. It didn't compute. It was like the circuit boards in their brain were overloading. Even though extremely seasoned veterans in a very simple change, the overall length of this countertop was the same. It was just that one was shorter and the other one was longer to make up the difference by like an inch and a half. And yet they were both standing there. I observed this with my own eyes, wrestling with, can, can we do this? And, and really, I think what it came down to is the fact that it was different than what we're used to doing. Not even radically different, just slightly different from the way that we're used to doing our seams. And the challenge that that posed to those two seasoned veterans was uh, very instructive. And so I thought, wow, and this, this change theme continued uh, right up until, actually right now, in fact, we're late today because of that same job uh, as it continues to challenge us and we're being forced to change but it would just it, what it showed to me was the difficulty of change. Of anybody, you'd think that someone that's experienced could roll with the punches, but I think actually the reverse is true. The longer somebody is in a role, doing a job, the longer they've done it a certain way, actually the more difficult it is for them to change or to think differently. And so this just brings this, this subject and this theme and this reality of change right to the forefront. So today we're going to look at why change is so difficult for us, number one. And then we're going to just kind of explore how do we get comfortable with change and and what are the ramifications? What are the benefits of being willing to change? So before we get to that, Wes, we got a word from our sponsor. Yeah, this week's
1: episode sponsor is the Stone Fabricators Alliance. They are a great forum. You can visit them at StoneFabricatorsAlliance.com. I know they're awesome. Aaron knows they're awesome. But you don't have to take our word for it. Here's a quote from one of the members on the Stone Fabricators Alliance. He wrote, I bought a $200,000 saw for $65,000. I have been shared processes that have saved me money every day. I have received discounts. I have had members do service calls for me. I have done installs for other members. I have been directed to the correct place more than once. No, not to hell. That's what he wrote. For solutions (laughs) to my problems. I've enjoyed all the benefits of membership through sharing. It truly has made this business fun to be in, even during the trying times. Well, that says it right there. It's a fantastic resource, fantastic forum. If you guys are not on there, go check them out. StoneFabricatorsAlliance.com and look into becoming a member.
0: Yeah, And this is not a group where people are hoarding information and protecting information. This is an organization where information is shared freely, widely. That's the goal. And the impact is tremendous. Another one of their features, another one of their benefits is the workshops that they do. And they've got another workshop coming up this October 17th and 18th in Austin, Texas at AAA Stoneworks. So not only do you have this online forum, the Facebook group that's like 7,000 people strong, you've also got these networking events. So if you can get to Austin, Texas in October, you might be able to meet some of these folks. So if you haven't considered joining the Stone Fabricators Alliance, you need to consider it. Great resource, great guys. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so back to our topic today, the subject of change. So we're talking about this particular situation and the observation of these two seasoned professionals and the difficulty they were having of just thinking differently long enough to go, this will work, and it, and it did work. But the difficulty there just illustrates how difficult it is for us to change as human beings. Well, the funny thing is once you know the answer,
1: You're like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. But there's these blind spots that you become so seasoned and it's just
0: it's different enough to where there's a blind spot. You don't know it's there. Yeah. And and to even see that play out once it was illuminated, like, oh, this is it's it's so yet even still, there was a certain skepticism Mm -hmm. that residual just inherent momentum of having done something the same way for so long. It just it didn't compute. Even after they acknowledge that, oh, yeah, this will work. This is actually not a problem. (laughs) We just have to change the way we do it. And so that's not the only thing changing. When you look at everything around us, just the fact that things change, obviously. But if you look at our industry specifically, if you look at the advent of these new materials that are really being marketed to the public at large, which is creating demand and putting pressure on us as fabricators to now have to learn new things, to do new things, porcelain, ultra-compact Equipment's changing. The labor market is changing. All kinds of things are happening within our industry. Uh, and it's, it's difficult. I find myself observing these changes. And my default reaction is, is we'll figure out a way not to do this stuff. Because that's safer. <laughs> that's less uh, painful. It's less uh, threatening to me. And, and yet the fact is change is an inevitable inescapable reality of life and the same thing is true for the industry. What was that quote that you found to this subject? That is absolutely fantastic. The quote says, the most dangerous phrase in human language is we've always done it this way. That, that's what's in my mind. That That's inherent. It's not even necessarily spoken per se. It's just an ingrained mm-hmm. way of thinking. Perceptions, thoughts, beliefs, habits, patterns, whatever you want to call it, we get into a groove And it's hard to get out of it. It's really hard to get out of it. And so we wanted to just touch on this subject today, talking about this applies across life. I mean, it applies across relationships. um, But in the context of what we're dealing with there as an industry and as individual fabricators, trying to build businesses that can systematically deliver the promise made to the customer profitably the first time, hopefully. We've got to deal with this aspect, this very real Element of being in business, and so we just came up. We were brainstorming. How do we, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we distill this down to just really break it down to its essence? And so I've come up with three aspects. How do we adjust to change? Because we we, we, sometimes it's just stopping long enough to recognize this is going to either run past us or it's going to run over us. Now it's it's easy to get into the defensive mode and kind of deflect. And avoid, justify, rationalize why we shouldn't have to deal with this, or find ways to just um, make ourselves feel better about not adjusting to change. But the fact is, we've got to stop long enough to consider this. So we we can all agree. But Wes, is your marriage the same as it was fifteen years ago? Things change. Things change. Yeah, hopefully for the better. Why for is that?
1: That's just the nature of of life. I mean, there's yeah. a few things that are guaranteed, and change is one
0: of them. We change as we grow. As we develop, and, and so we just have to start from this standpoint of acknowledging, accepting the fact that things are going to change, and that's not a bad thing. Most people think when they hear change,
1: is an unknown, and unknown is a fear. But what if you swap those words out? Instead of change, you do opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Instead of unknown and fear, it's growth. Right. Well, there's a slight, slight change in uh, mindset. Yep. It will pay dividends in the future, because that change is coming.
0: Yep. And I think so much of the positions that we stake out are based on our mindset. Yes. The, the beliefs, the underlying beliefs that we have about ourselves. If I have to accept change, it means I don't know as much as I used to know relative to this situation. I'm now not the expert. Oh my gosh. i confront confronted. It's, it's it's difficult. So yeah, mindset is huge. Because well, I think once you say you're an expert, there's a certain level of,
1: I have to know the answer. Right. And you don't want to be vulnerable. You ha- you're expected to know. You want to know. But you don't always know. Yeah. So you, there's a, you have to be humble and know that you're continually growing, continually, yeah. hopefully
0: improving. And, um, and I think that, that that's maybe why it threatens us at our core. It almost it, it gets at who we think we are. It, yeah. it, it creates um, an unsettled feeling that... I'm not in control necessarily as much as I was. And when I'm in control, I'm at peace. (laughs) So that's, that's the first thing is how do we deal with change? Number one, we have to, we have to accept and be conscious, mindful that our beliefs that underlie that totally unrelated to countertops where an individual expressed a, a perceived opportunity. And I said, Hey, hold on, stop right there. What, what the way you said that I want to, I want to challenge you and, I want to challenge you to the statement that he made was 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 made in a skeptical voice, I guess you could say, or a or a pessimistic voice. Now the question itself was very relevant, and, and I said, D- did you hear how you asked that question? Not what you said, but the manner with which you asked it." Oh, and we kind of worked through that a little bit. H- how else could you actually ask that question using the exact same language? but that it has a completely different meaning. And all of a sudden, we uncovered that at the very underlying foundation, there was a belief that this opportunity really wasn't real to him. But his underlying beliefs predetermined whether or not he was capable of seeing that as an opportunity and really pursuing it. He had prejudged in his mind that, that although that opportunity existed in word, it really didn't exist because of these factors that he had that he held on to and we got to work through this conversation and challenging this underlying we 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 worked through this like and i was taking notes the whole time and it got to the very end and it was his underlying belief about this opportunity and whether or not it was realistic for him to pursue it wow entire life could change what if What this individual is born to do is that opportunity, but he had prejudged in his mind his underlying belief prevented him from actually seriously considering it, number one. And if you can't seriously consider it, you can't take the action that's necessary to actually pursue it and realize the dream. Wow. So exploring what is behind your unwillingness to change, you're probably going to find some limiting beliefs some predetermined, could be untruths that you adopted. They could be things that were true at one time, but because things have changed, they're not true now. But if you're still holding on to that, and I'm not suggesting that you exchange your values. Wes, you and I both consider morality and, and, and having values, and there are certain things you don't compromise on yes. under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we change our values to adjust to the situation. Um, But if we're believing something that's not true and it is preventing us from making a positive change in our life or in our business, that's something we got to be able to dig into and discover and and correct.
1: I think being self-aware and being open to change and being open to tough questions, that's like, like you said, those first two points, you know, to acknowledge it and take action. That first step is a very tough, very, very tough step to take. For example, like working out. I know I need to work out, but that first step is so hard, but the more you do it, just like working out, the more you do it, the easier it gets, Mm -hmm. the more uh, familiar you are with it and Mm -hmm. and you'll start seeing stuff
0: more and more. Yep. Yep. I I, I guess you could liken it to a dried out old limb has no flexibility to it. It cannot accept any pressure because it'll break where a, a, a thriving willow branch down by the creek bed, you almost can't break it because it's so supple and it'll it'll eventually, dang, so it's flexible. Being able to change is likely you can adjust, you can adapt, you can evolve, you can take advantage of opportunities where if you're just stuck, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to resist this. It may end up breaking you.
1: Because change is coming. If you look back, your horse and buggy, all of a sudden come out with their car, mm-hmm. Model T. And if you're familiar with the horse and buggy, the idea of learning to drive a car seems yep. so foreign. But yep. obviously, looking back, it's a no-brainer. But at the time, yep. it's just still the same concept, the same mindset that things are changing. Yep. So,
0: and like in this industry, there was a day when people actually hand shaped bull noses, mm-hmm. bevels, OGS. I can remember the day with the silicon carbide wheels. We had the grinder. We'd shape the silicon carbide wheel to the shape of the OG. To hand fab that profile. And now there's some people that have never even seen such, never heard such a thing. In a it's, short amount of time. And I'm, who knows what's coming. There may mm-hmm. be a day where it comes off the machine ready to load into the install trailer. So are we able to change? Are we willing to change? So that's, but, but ladies and gentlemen, we're, we've we taken a a turn into uh, psychology. But fear not. <laughs> I mean, I'll come out right and say, I don't have any psychology credentials, but I know somebody who does. Wes, what was your degree in? Uh, it happens to be psychology, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, if you're getting worried about whether or not you are safe here on the couch in the office of the psychiatrist, you are in good hands. Mm-hmm. This is, you're going to be fine. So accepting change, number one. Number two, being willing to change, number three. If you can't do one or two, being willing to go deep and explore your beliefs underneath that unwillingness to change. That's really what we wanted to get at today, And just talking about this, because things are changing. And so, fellow fabricators, Wes, you and me, we say this to each other. Are there changes that you're being confronted with that you don't want to make? Let's just pause here. Are the things that are coming that you don't want to accept? That's a long pause on a podcast. Number two, were you going to say something in that pause?
1: I was just thinking. I was thinking about what I need to change that I've been avoiding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> number two, are there changes that you know you need to make, that you've accepted? I need to make this change. Okay, that's great. That's You've, you've made the biggest hurdle, but you're not sure where to begin. That's another place to be. That's a great place to be. In number three There are changes that you actively want to make. It's not that I recognize that I need to. This is a change I see. The benefit of making this change means opportunity, means growth, just like we've been talking about. But you need help uncovering some of those limiting beliefs that may be preventing that, exploring that deeper. Those are some things to ask yourself. That's some things we need to ask ourselves as it relates to this concept. Stop. I know being in the fab business, it is a... It's like a marathon and a sprint with no finish line. It just keeps grinding. But that doesn't change the fact that fellow fabricator, maybe you're in a car right now, most likely you're driving somewhere, to stop to when this is over, turn it off and ask these three questions. Are there changes that you don't want to make and you're resisting? That's telling you something. Spend some time thinking about that. What are the implications if you don't? What are the potential opportunities that maybe you haven't considered that are there, but because you've, 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 you've just decided, I don't want to consider this, maybe you haven't looked at it long enough to go, wow, there are opportunities here. Number two, are there some changes that you know you, you just know? I mean, you know when you know. <laughs> yep. But you're not sure how to begin. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's huge progress. And number three. Are there some changes that you just are absolutely... It's not even a thing, oh, I need to change because you just know changes will bring new life, new opportunity, new growth, but you need help doing that. Fellow fabricator. shut this podcast off and think about that. Shut the phone off, shut the radio off. Contemplate those three questions because those that are willing to change, they grow, they expand, they improve. Those that don't, think, dangerous just like that quote said what do you think psychologists oh
1: it's good stuff but it's tough to do it on your own sometimes you know very it's, difficult it, 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 you don't know what you don't know yeah. there's blind
0: spots and sometimes you need to ask for help Yeah, and that's you know to, to the sfa that's a perfect mm-hmm. perfect way to tie the knot you know tie the bow on the knot if you will of, of this episode because that's the essence of the sfa but you're gonna probably hear some advice that's gonna require you to change mm-hmm. to accept it. So, fellow fabricators, just know that that whole community is oriented around helping you do that. There's support, there's encouragement, yeah. and you can do this. Yep, yeah, exactly. And if that's not your, you know, if you're not a, if you're, if you're a more introverted individual mm-hmm. like I am, mm-hmm. I, I tend to gravitate away from from larger group networking. Is not my style. I've been more of a one-on-one. That kind of impact is where I have have grown. And so, fellow fabricator, if you don't feel like the SFA or another trade association, there's lots of them in our industry. In fact, one of them has approached us because they want to sponsor the Fab Lab podcast, which hey, is kind of cool. Can't share sure who it is just yet. But if you would like to explore some of these questions with the, in a coaching environment, a one-on-one environment, a safe, confidential environment, I, I would encourage you. I just want to, again, extend the invitation to visit AaronCrowley.com and reach out to me. If, if you would like to consider that, I would like to entertain. If there's anything that we can do here on the Fab Lab podcast, that is the goal. And so if that sounds more in line with uh, maybe working through some challenges, maybe working through some changes that you need to make or that you want to make, I just want to extend that invitation. Visit AaronCrowley.com. Hit the learn more button at the top of the page and it'll take you to a place where you can schedule a call with me where we can have a 90 minute discussion uh about whether it's change or anything else most likely it's probably going to contain some element of change oh yeah most likely so anyway fellow fabricators happy friday if you're waiting on pins and needles for this episode to launch which i'm hoping that you are (laughs) we're going to get this wrapped up here so it can be edited and posted and so fellow fabricator as always ladies and gentlemen as always audience of the fab lab podcast uh, Wes, it's a privilege. I really do consider this to be an honor. The feedback that we get from you, fellow fabricators, is uh, keeps us going. There, there was even a moment today where we said, should we just make a post? It was that challenging of a day. Again, do we just make a post and say, hey, check back with us next week? And we said, no, we're, we're committed to this. So we made time at the very, very end of the week. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to wrap this up. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week with another episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. And until then, happy Fabricating.